Hey, beautiful, multidimensional, bright, shining, heart-centered soul fam. Welcome to today's Ceremony Circle podcast journey. For anyone new to the show, I am your host, shaman, and author of the best-selling book, Animal Power, Allison Charles. And I want to let you know that we are now entering into the closing episodes that close out an epic season two of Ceremony Circle. I want to thank each and every one of you for saying yes to your own expansion and sitting by the fire with us for every episode. Your presence and magic are felt, and it's precisely in that space of leaning into our own evolution and inner work that we can be of greatest service for this planet and all of the worlds beyond. So thank you for being with me for two potent seasons of Ceremony Circle. And in these last few episodes of season two, I decided to bring unique medicine ways in. You'll either be entering into a space now where you'll actually hear me being interviewed on other amazing podcasts, or you'll be graced with a weekly divination card reading episode from my Animal Power card deck, which is officially released August 16th. I am so proud of it, so excited for you to experience it. And if you already have my best-selling Animal Power book, know that this Animal Power deck is the perfect companion for it. I actually designed it that way, so I cannot wait to hear about the magic that happens for you when you work with both of them together. All right, well, it is good to switch things up every now and again. So with all my heart, I hope you enjoy this momentary change of pace for these last few episodes of season two so that we can all gather together and bring in some new energies into the Ceremony Circle space starting in September when we'll be back with our fiery season three. It's gonna be our best yet. So until then, you're now entering into another dimension. So kick back, enjoy today's episode, and I'll see you on the other side. Hi, this is Danielle Page, and welcome home to the Cosmic Body Podcast, a place where we talk about everything mind, body, soul, and stars, so that you can remember your highest potential while navigating your human journey. And when you embody that, you begin to understand that everything is connected and you're more than just a human being. You're truly a cosmic body. Welcome back to the Cosmic Body Podcast. I'm so excited for our guest today. And our guest, the beautiful, the amazing Allison Charles. She's an author, she's a shaman, and we have so much to talk about animals and everything mind, body, soul, spirits. So welcome to Cosmic Body Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, sister, for having me. It's good to be able to see your face and to get all weird and talk about all the all the good stuff. Well, you're in the right place because everyone, my entire audience knows all we do is get weird around here. So <laughs> perfect. I love it. I just want to say before we begin for um, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are familiar with you and then there's some that probably are not. And I just want to say that Allison is the real deal. And I always tell you this because I see through so much. And when I met you and um, I've known you through Sahara and I through, um, you know, some other people, but I didn't really know you, but I feel like when we started talking, 
I, I think I even pulled you over the side in the hotel in Hawaii. And I'm like, you are the real deal. Like you are authentic. You are no BS. Like your heart is in the right place. And I just wanted to honor that. So I want everyone to know, like, and I'm getting chills as I say this, you are real, authentic. This work is your calling. This is your divine purpose. And you're not messing around. And I love that. And that's one of the reasons also that I want to have you on. Wow. I really thank you. Thank you so much for seeing me. And, you know, of course, it's not like I live to, uh, you know, be told that or have any sort of external validation, but these paths that we walk are not the easiest. And so, you know, honestly, it is nice sometimes to have that reflection given back to me because I have so devotedly, um, you know, given myself to this practice and this healing art and my heart is very pure. So thank you. And I knew there was a reason I wanted to rattle oh. and <laughs> before the interview started, I was like, I'm supposed to have the rattles and I just wanted to rattle and thank you so much for seeing Aww, me. Thank you. And I remember at Sahara's wedding, um, you did a ceremony and I mean, you had an audience or, um, half the people were probably not even conscious, right? And didn't, you know, and I swear that even them, they dropped in. Like, that's how, I was like, you're hired for my wedding. That's it. That's it. You're hired for everything I do. It was so beautiful. I remember that. Yeah, God, it was such a surrender divine flow too. You know, yes, Sahara had asked me, um, you know, I guess it's, I have yet to have my own wedding, but I think it's, uh, yeah, typically you ask the maid of honor to do some sort of a speech. And I thought, ah, I'm just, I'm supposed to do some sort of uh, shamanic communing to really get everyone just in the kind of same honoring portal for their celebration. And um, I, the, the last little thing I'll share is that I remember seeing when we got over from one of the pieces of the island over to where the reception was, and I saw some of the uh, native drummers there, and I knew mm. that I was supposed to weave them in. It was totally organic, and like that had not been planned at all. And so I went over and talked to him. I was like, hey, I'm about to give a a speech. Will you do some drumming with me and let's take everyone on a little journey? And he was so down. And so that just totally bloomed on the spot. So yeah, it was very powerful. It was so powerful. I mean, honestly, I felt like I was getting married and I was just there alone. (laughs) (laughs) It was so great. It was such a fun time. Oh, okay. So we're going to get into animals for sure. And your new book, congratulations, um, Animal Power is out or coming out October, right? Yeah, yeah, it's available for pre-order now. And funny, I um got the very first physical copy on the New Moon Lionsgate Day. Oh, it got mailed, wow. and I haven't opened it yet. It's just been sitting at my altar. And today, when you and I wrap, I'm gonna go and um, open the package for the oh. first time. So I'm very excited to hold it. That is so beautiful. Congratulations! And yeah, you sent me the um the PDF and it is so beautiful, The which we'll get to all the graphics and everything in detail, but it is beautiful and I've read through it. It's so um, beautifully done and laid out. Um, you know, you break it down, you introduce shamanism, which I'm going to talk to you about right now, and then you bring us into the animals. So I love the layout as someone that's writing a book right now and I'm kind of all over the place. It is so 
um, well thought out. So mm. that's really important for someone like me that likes simplicity. Ah, great. I'm so glad you picked up on that. Yeah, yep. it's it's honestly the biggest divine labor of love by far of my career. Spent many years, many lifetimes actually getting to this place of embodiment to be able to birth this out. So I'm really glad that you felt it's like groundedness, it's embodiment mm-hmm. and it's clarity. Right. It was not some woo-woo, like, no, no, no. There is there is depth in it. And I, I think it's because also, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it's anchored in your true roots of shamanism. So I would love to talk to you about, for the audience, you know, what is that? Because I think a lot of people have different conceptions of what that is. And how did you get into that? Where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that every single shaman walking this planet, you know, we're all different and we all have a different divine blueprint and encoding within us so that we can fulfill each of our own individual shamanic missions, which in turn are always missions for the greater good of the entire planet and the worlds beyond this planet. So that already starts to begin to give you a little bit of a definition of what shamanism is. But um, even though each one of us are different at the core, we are all... Um, very strongly tapped into the ability to walk between worlds. So even though, yes, I'm sitting here with the microphone and we're doing this very <laughs> earthly uh, media-based uh, component of life by having an interview, you know, at any given moment, I could be given a download or I can just close my eyes and tune into the other realms and call an ascendant master or one of the power animals forward to deliver a message for you or, you know, That's just one example. So, you know, even, and this is the other really important thing that I always like to share. So the name that I was given, the medicine name that got downloaded for me not long after I had my spiritual awakening was the name Rock Star Shaman. And that really uh, represents how my shamanic path works. I work directly with Rock, Great Mother Earth, and directly up to Source, Father Sky, which is the star part. And then that vertical line, the third piece that's just as important as the Great Mother Earth and Great Spirit piece is the me piece, my heart, my shamaness, my humanness. Uh, So that vertical line that runs from Great Spirit through me, my heart, and down into Great Mother Earth that vertical line is the place from which I live from. And I'm someone who truly lives in a in a genuine place of surrender. And I live from the divine calls at all times, every day. Um, so that's, that's how I work. And then there are shamans who um, feel called very deeply into a particular earth-based lineage or a certain uh, cultural form of shamanism. And I have a lot of shamanic friends. That is their way and their path. And for a lot of those lineage-based shamanic traditions, there are typically oaths involved and uh, you know, once you know that that is to be your way, your shamanic path, your your shamanic way, uh, then you typically work with elders in that community and take those sacred oaths with them, and that becomes your shamanic walk. It's like adhering to a particular um, earth-based culture. Mine is more of these 
uh, grand scale places of shamanism. I do a lot of clearing out of old paradigm energies for Great Mother Earth, which allows some of the new paradigm energies to weave in and get anchored in. So I um, work in a lot of grand scales. And the last thing I'll share about it is that that's how my medicine offerings work too. I'm not really, another misconception is that um, like all shamans and healers sit like one-on-one with people. And that's never really been my path. Every once in a blue moon, when someone inquires to work with me, when I feel into it, if I feel a call that I'm too support, guide, facilitate with them, I will answer that and do that. But for the most part, I work with really huge audiences, or I work in media and try to reach as many people, especially in the mainstream as possible, whose souls are waking up, but don't really know where to take that first step into shamanism. Mm, beautiful. Beautiful. Would you say that obviously this was your path, you've done this many lifetimes, but I think I, I know I can speak for myself. I didn't know my path. Um, Did you know this early on or did you have some traumatic event that kind of shook you and then brought you back into the space? It was the latter (laughs) as, as as it is for a lot of us, which, you know, and it does not have to be that way. And I always like to teach that and remind people, if you listen to the signs enough, it does not need to require a trauma or divine intervention the way it did for me. But I was in such staunch resistance to all of the many, um, um, the informations that were trying to get me to wake up without it requiring that. I mean, everything from my body intelligence was kicking in for many years. I was having severe panic attacks. I was on anti-anxiety medicine. I was having auto huge, severe autoimmune disorders. Mm. My body was trying like heck to get my attention to say, yeah. you are way off course, sister. But I was ignoring that and I was ignoring a ton of other signs. The main one being, um, you know, again, and for a lot of people, those those heartbreak burst openings uh, tend to provide a lot of spiritual awakenings for people. And that was the case for me. So I had been in about a two decade long uh, relationship with someone and you know, God bless it all. And it's all a part of the divine plan, of course, but it was very suffrage filled, um, a lot of codependency on my end, addiction pieces, um, pretty severe on the other person's end. And it was a very toxic dance that just got more and more filled um, with pain and suffering as each year went on. And so our inability to get out of denial on our own and my inability to truly sever that codependent line with him is what required all of my many guides in the unseen realms to blow the whistle all get together and say like, okay, today's the day we've got to lift the veil and wake this woman up. So that's Mm -hmm. how it works for me. Isn't it amazing how sometimes it takes those experiences? But, you know, I always say, and I know you know this too, it's like we wouldn't have that if we didn't need it, but there was something in us that needed that experience to be the catalyst, like you said, and to awaken. And so I always tell people too, like bless these opportunities or bless these experiences that happened, whether, you know, positive, air quotes, negative, 
because they brought you here. Absolutely. Yeah. It didn't take too long. I mean, it was absolutely the most anguishing moment of my life in the precise moment that it was happening. It was also the biggest miracle of my life, but I just, as that veil was lifting lifting, and my egoic shell was getting obliterated at the exact same time, I just wasn't as tuned into the other miracle side of it um, in the precise moment. But and not long down the path did I realize like, oh, wow, you know, it was that simultaneous both ends of the human earthly spectrum of emotions that I was being pulled into drop to your knees, most anguish, and also simultaneously experiencing, you know, a, a miracle enlightenment type of moment as well. Right. Um yeah, I've seen a little bit of your journey and you've transformed so much in the past couple of years. It's amazing. And right, the universe is like, all right, let's get her on the plan. Let's get her on the schedule. Right. So totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm completely committed to the path of infinite evolution. And, you know, that helps me to remember the best that I can. I'm not perfect with it, but the best that I can to just stay light and to be amused by the absurdity of things at times because I know it, the work never ends. You know, there is no end point to this path. It's just continued lessons and teachings and opportunities to ascend and to become more embodied and to become more and more for me a huge objective. It's like my definition of success from you know, 20, 30, 10 years ago has so drastically changed. It's, um, you know, my biggest definition of success right now is how embodied I am with unconditional love of self and all others. Mm. And um, to feel that peace really dropping in and landing in a really true firm way, especially in the last year or two, uh, that to me, I'm like, okay, girlfriend, like pat on the back. You're doing, you're walking this path, right? Yep. If this is really dropping in. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. So when did the animals come in? Where uh, did this come from? And um, yeah, like how did you, were they speaking to you? How did this come to be? Because you know, what's interesting. I remember us being in New York. It was probably 2019 or 2018. I feel at 17? least, yeah, I think maybe 17 <laughs> or 18. It was a while ago. Yeah. And I remember us being in some kind of coffee shop or something and just talking. And, um, you know, it's so interesting because you were always about the animals, but I remember we were talking about your book, but it wasn't there. But then afterwards it's like, oh, it's always right in front of us. Like, why wouldn't you write a book on this? You were always doing this, right? Always, right out of the gate. Yes. The power animal world, they were my first spiritual guides who really showed up right after I had my divine intervention, spiritual awakening. So right after that, moment. My next decision that I made that I highly recommend to anyone that it resonates with is surrender. Get out of your own Mm -hmm. effing way and communicate to whoever it is that you talk to and invite, truly humble yourself and invite their guidance, messages, medicine in. And I have walked that surrendered way and said, you know, show me the way. Clearly, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm not the person I thought I was. And so the two first guides that those instructions that were coming in were showing me to go to happened to be two shamans. One happened to be my aunt, who's a shaman, 
And another one was this incredible MD turned shaman named Sarah Seidelman. She lives in Minnesota. I actually just had her on my Ceremony Circle podcast mm. recently as this decade-long full circle moment in yes. the making to talk to her about, you know, you saw me right after my veil lifted and I was in a lot of anguish to now her, she has witnessed the whole yep. shamanic walk for me. So it was such a cool um, chat, but... Uh, especially in the soul retrieval shamanic journey that I did with my aunt, that's where my core power animal, the black panther or black jaguar, it entered in in that journey. And also bear. And then two other animals came in for me on my own, the deer and the frog. So that quadrant of support, they got me through that time because my life was turned upside down. I mean, it was equal parts, exhilarating and terrifying. And I, I needed a lot of spiritual support at that time. So those four animals came in. And this is where it's beautiful is every power animal embodies and represents different different healing attributes and medicines. So the mm -hmm. deer was the teacher. It's the, the path of the heart. So the deer was the medicine that my heart needed to not shut down, to not close off, to stay open, to stay receptive to the healing. And the deer has honestly been with me since that time. And she actually played a very significant role in Luke, my now fiance and I getting together, which is a separate story where if we have time, we can get into that. And then the black jaguar being my core totem, it's been with me since the moment of birth, but I just didn't consciously understand that until it entered in, in the journey. Then the bear is this like, you know, surrender to truth, let go into truth, uh, powerful, grounded, stabilizing force. So it would invite me to let go, to lean back into it, and to start to learn how to trust working with the unseen realms. And then the frog is all about the emotional waters. They only have the ability to leap going forward and mm. taking those leaps of faith. And so a lot of like healing baths and working with the element of water and crying and like really facing all the emotions that I had not allowed myself to really face and feel for pretty much my whole life came up right. with frogs. So those are four examples. Mm -hmm. So for people that maybe are new to this, um, and I know it's different for everyone, and maybe sometimes you can't even put into words what comes through in the other realms, but how did they show up for you? Mm. Like, what was that like? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. So um, as I briefly touched on, so when my aunt was doing the shamanic soul retrieval session for me, it was remote because she's based in Santa Fe and I had my awakening in Brooklyn, New York. And so for her, you know, I was laying down and I could hear her on the phone that was laying next to my head, but she was the one doing the journeying. And then she relayed to me the Black Panther coming in. That was for for that. And then once that once she expressed that, that resonated when every cell of my body, I knew that that was truth, that that was my core power animal. And so then I made the conscious effort to call the Black Panther in during my meditations, um, which is, is a very important practice to do if you know, and that's what one of the foundational purposes of Animal Power Book is it's a modern day compendium. It's a guidebook that features 100 animals. So once you start to go through this guidebook and learn what each animal represents, then you learn which one you want to call in to support you in different life scenarios or experiences. Mm -hmm. And then um, for the bear, 
it presented on its own. When I was in one of my own meditations sitting in my bed one day, I remember it came in during that meditation and it sat with its back against a tree. And then it invited me to sit in its lap and lean my back against its belly and chest. Mm -hmm. And that began the practice of me learning how to let go. So Bear came in, oh God, I just got a huge uh, energy wave just saying that for some reason that was interesting. I'm not sure I still feel it. I wonder what that is. I don't know if Bear is just here very strongly, but like sometimes when I get those strong waves, it almost conks me out, like I almost pass out. And I just had one of those that was intriguing. Um, so yeah, those are those are a few examples. And then frog, I remember every time I would be in the bath, that's when I would specifically call the frog in to help hold space for me as I was facing and allowing, drudging up. Because a lot of these emotions, especially anger, is very insidious and hidden. Anger will hide in these tiny little pockets and nooks and crannies and crevices in our bodies. And you can can go your whole life thinking like, I'm not angry at all. <laughs> I have nothing to be angry about. And I I was kind of one of those people. I, I was like, oh, childhood wounding. Yeah. Oh, all this dysfunction. Sure. But I, I'm a happy person. I don't feel angry. But once you really start to consciously do shadow work and um, go in in certain journeys and meditations to see if you have any hidden stored anger, more often than not, you will discover it. And that's a great thing is to unlock it, uncork it and start to communicate with it. Ask it, you know, where are you coming from? It will take you to certain memories. And that starts to open up the process for you to get embodied with your true whole divine power. Because as long as we're cutting ourselves off from any of those pockets, and I know you know that I'm just sharing for any listeners who might be newer to this path. It's like once you go in bravely and start to invite like feeling and facing these aspects, these emotions, these certain behaviors or patterns about ourselves that we might be embarrassed that we have inside of us. Once we start to bring them face to face and talk with them and and learn like, what, what do you want me to know? And, and start to view them with more love as opposed to, you know, um, trying to deny that they exist. That begins the liberation process. And then, and only then can you unconditionally love yourself. And then, and only then can you unconditionally love anyone else. Um, so yeah, it, shamanism is all about the allness, the totality, the leaning in, the acceptance of all that is. I love that. And it actually reminds me of a little bit with astrology and just energy in general, because I always say with the planets and the um, they're all archetypes, mm-hmm. like the animals, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can look at Saturn and you can see what I call a lower octave, um, if you want to call it that, and then the higher expression, a higher octave. And I feel like in that, you know, there's no good or bad, but you can learn mm-hmm. the full spectrum. So it sounds like that's the same with the animals. Not to say that there's a lower and a higher, but there is, could be like a shadow energy that we carry with that. And then do they teach us to move into the higher expression? Yeah, they can. Let me see if I can tune in to an example of that. I mean, I guess Black Panther is a good example of that. I mean, even if you just take a second to picture, you know, in the darkness of the night, a black jaguar slowly walking through a mist-filled jungle and tuning into how that black jaguar is walking and tuning into the look that it has on its eyes and the power and the the 
uh, mystical energy that it embodies. Yeah, it it really does bring you into an invitation of dark night of the soul of doing that shadow work. Um, but has such a strength to it, you know, and that's the other really important piece is that once you start to do this work, um, then that's where trusting yourself is one of the top three main keys of of earth living, learning Mm -hmm. to truly trust yourself. And when you start to do this work, you learn to trust that no matter what wave comes in, no matter what emotion comes up, you start to develop a stronger and stronger navigational skill set. And um, you that helps you resist less, re- resist less, and be afraid less. So absolutely, you know, by Black Panther walking alongside you in that process, it absolutely lifts you and ascends you into, uh, yeah, being less fear based and more love based. Mm, I love that. I mean, I think I don't even know how to put this in words, but you know, that is when we look around at Earth everything is telling a story. Everything is our teacher, everything, Mm -hmm. right? Everything has a vibration. Um, So that's so beautiful. And I really want people to understand that. And then the work you do that, how we learn from these animals and they're teaching us and they're guiding us. Yes, that is the most important lesson of this book is to hopefully my prayer, and trust me, this book is filled cover to cover with the purest divine prayers and blessings and transmissions and energy medicines. Um, But my biggest prayer was that it would reconnect people to that exact remembrance that that animals are our brothers and sisters. They are our allies. They are our teachers, our guides. We are not, there's no hierarchy. We are not better than them. We are not above them. You know, we are their brothers and sisters as well. And you know, because the power animal guides are some of the few guides who live both in the human plane and also in the other worlds and the unseen realms that you can call forward spiritually, it makes them a bit unique. And oftentimes, if we're going through life, having our veil pulled down over our third eye and our heart kind of closed off and we're just not consciously awake yet, we can go through life and see all these incredible animals, freaking birds flying around, pink flamingos standing on one leg, you know, leeches with all their incredible biodynamics and how they detoxify our body. But we, you might look at a leech and be like, ew, you know, you can look at all of these incredible, miraculous beings, but because they're quote unquote more commonplace and also here on earth, you can get just more kind of numb or accustomed to seeing them and you forget the Mm -hmm. majesty and the teachings and the magic and miracles that they hold within them. So yeah, my prayer is to open up that conscious awareness field so that as you're going about your day, if a bunch of ladybugs, you know, land on the table, you don't just brush them off or mm-hmm. or move to a different table. You pause and you tune into them and you thank them for coming and you say hello to them. Wow. And even if you haven't developed the ability yet to actually have a conversation in that moment, you remember that they showed up for you. You go back to Animal Power Book and you look, pull open the ladybook uh, ladybug p- page in the book and you read what are the messages and attributes of the ladybug why did this creature show up for me today i love this and i'm gonna 
say something from your book that you even wrote. And I wrote this down because I love it, that this book celebrates inclusivity, unity, and oneness of all beings. And I wrote that down because it was so beautiful. And that's exactly what you just described. So mm. I just wanted to reiterate to everyone the beauty of this connection. Yeah. Oh, thanks. It was nice. I haven't heard anyone read anything from my book to me. That was the first oh, moment. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that was cool. Here, sit down. I'll hey, read the whole thing yeah. to you. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. And to jump off what you were saying before is, you know, I say that all the time. I've told people, I'm like, you guys, we're so used to this, but look around, look, look at a whale. Like, how do we just look at a whale and then just look away? I mean, this is like a prehistoric or intergalactic being that we just were cohabitating the earth with. And it's so magical, but yet we're just like, oh, there's a whale. And then we go back to like doing the spreadsheet, you know, like this is so beautiful and profound. Yeah, I know. And sharks are like hundreds of millions of years mm-hmm. old, like older than like dinosaurs. And oh my gosh, I know. And and I did weave in for a lot of the 100 animal entries, a lot of them down at the bottom of the page have fun scientific facts or legends or myths tied, ancient legends tied into them. Um, yeah, to help people remember these certain cool little factoids about them that either we never were told or we forgot. So I'm going to ask you... Um, I do feel, you know, a lot of people ask about spirit animals and spirit guides. You know, I do feel that we can work with many. Um, I will say this. When I started having my awakening and to this day, when I say something so profound, at least to me, that I need to hear or spirit drops something in or I'm thinking something, it doesn't matter where I am. A bee will come by always, always, always. Now, it just happened the other day. I'll tell you the story. Um, it, I've been in the snow, I've been on the highway, I've been in the ocean, I've been inside stores, I've been inside my house, and then a bee will, yep. literal bee will come out of nowhere, but it's always something that's profound that like I need to get the message yes. or I will hear a buzzing in my ear if they're not there. But just the other day I was driving and channeling, which is like definitely dangerous. I, you know, I wasn't trying to, but I was in another realm when I was driving. So I'm getting all these downloads. And I heard something very clear about someone and I said it out loud, like I was talking to their soul. And all of a sudden, when I say this, I hear this and I'm like, oh my God, what's that? I'm driving. So I go to the light and I turn around and there's an actual bee in my car. So then I, 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 my jaw dropped, I opened the window and I literally started to cry because I knew how profound it was. Mm. So then I turned the corner, I let the bee out, I turned the corner and I say it again, what came through. And then all of a sudden a bee hits my windshield right after that. And I mean, honestly, I was like, I'm dead. Take me. This is like, this is so beautiful. So my first question is, um, can you talk to us about bees and what they deliver? And then I have plenty more questions from there, but it is so powerful to bees with me. Yeah, that's so beautiful. So I'll, I'll, while you're tuning in, I'll tell you a few of their main uh, medicinal keyword attributes. And then you let me know of these four or whatever I share, which one resonated the most. So there is the fertility aspect of it and fertility, look, it doesn't have to mean, you know, a, a 
person becoming pregnant. It can be you, your ability to open up new worlds and to birth new awarenesses, to, to fertilize new paths, new pathways, awarenesses for other people through your ability to be a clear channel and to receive downloads, but just the aspect and the medicine of fertility. Then there is the celebration of life. B really helps us get reconnected to not letting things become mundane, but remember the the gifts and the glory and and there's so much to celebrate in every day. And then there's, of course, the community aspect and tuning into kind of what we were just touching on, you know, yes, in some of the hives, there is the, there is the queen bee, you know, but it's a very organized, like every bee plays its role and every bee has its place and purpose. Um, so while there is a bit of a hierarchy, every one is respected for their roles. And then let me see if there's another one that wants to come in. I mean, also anything with the stinger, because um, actually right before I sat down for this interview, very funny moment I had I was taking our dog Cookie for a walk to go to the bathroom. Oh, I love Cookie. Cookie. She's so sweet. (laughs) She's so cute. Yeah, Luke took her to the co-working space that we have next door. And I was like, Cookie wants to stay with mommy. He's like, nope, she doesn't. I was like, yes, she does, but I wanted her here. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I was taking her for a walk. And as we were heading back to our place, I thought to myself, huh, it's really interesting. I've been living in Texas for, I don't know, about six months now, and I've actually never gotten stung by anything. Kid you not, (laughs) three seconds later, I think I took one or two steps on the top of my foot. I think it was a scorpion. It stung the top of my foot and I threw my sandal off and I was like, oh my God. And I had to limp and try to walk into the house and still the top of my foot is this huge like red ring. And I don't know exactly what it was, but anything with this stinger. So for you, it's the bee. For me, it was this, this scorpion, but it is, it's like a jolting of of like, take alert, you know, this is a wake up call. Um, Mm -hmm. Take note right now. So I don't know. Take note. Yeah. 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 That's exactly when I, I, it always comes when I say something, you know, we get the downloads all day long. And when I something has to stick or I'm thinking Mm. something and it's that take note. Mm. I love the fact about the fertility because I, I get that fertility is beyond just like an actual child in my womb. It could be, but it's it's more that it's that fertility of giving birth. And so it's it's this new concept. So I love mm. that so much. And yeah, there it I mean, it is so profound with the bees. So profound. That's beautiful. And also royalty too, you know. You, oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh, like Oh yes. Let's, let's not forget that. <laughs> You are, you do embody that very high priestess, royal goddess energy and vibe and be is very much that embodiment. Mm, That's so beautiful. So are you able to, I don't want to put you on the spot or anything, but I'm curious if like you can sense any other spirit animals um, that I have, Mm -hmm. power animals that I have. Yeah, yeah, I can, um, I'll tune in. I think that's probably the other reason why my rattles were beckoning to be brought over. Yeah, I'll do that in a second and I'll set the intention that one, I invite the one power animal who most wishes to empower your life at this time to come forward. So we'll see what happens. Let me tune in. And of course, I'm doing this because she's obviously given me permission and invited this work to take place. Okay. 
I'm just dropping my, I've already done this every morning at my altar, but I'm just once again, sending my earthing root cord down into Great Mother Earth, getting relatched in there. And just breathing into my heart, opening my heart. So I'm making sure I'm functioning and tuning in from that place within me. And sending my cosmic beam directly into source consciousness, consciousness field, tuning into God, goddess, great spirit. Hmm, that was fast. Okay, stand by. Hmm. Okay, so the second that I began to rattle and ask the animal for it, it was the flamingo. Ooh. Yeah, she came flying in. So that was that was interesting. It wasn't like I was taken to a plot of land where she was just, you know, planted like she this freaking wildly unique, gorgeous, majestic pink bird a flamingo was was flying in, soaring in through the sky. So let me tune in to see what her message is for you. Hmm. Ah, so she's urging you. She's basically, and this is the other thing I love when I do these live readings is to get to see the animal's personality and like how each one wants to communicate with the person and for her for you, she's like bringing a bit of sass. She's, I love it. Yeah, she's like, girl, there is a lot more within you. There is a lot more color and uniqueness and vibrancy and power mm-hmm. within you that you still need to let out. Ooh. Yeah, she's like, I, I know that you have been doing it and walking the path and doing the work, but she's basically saying like, you're you're still holding back as big as you are and as much as you are being of service and as as much g- great energy and and all the work that you do it's like yes that's commendable but she is she's not going to hold back and mince words she's like you've you've got a lot more color in you to yeah. unfurl if that resonates what oh. what was that bringing up for you so deeply resonates because I keep saying, I know I've done a lot with my career and I'm walking my path and it's been, I am who I am. And I know my career is just starting. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't even tapped it and I'm doing great and fine and things are beautiful and and my full expression hasn't even come out yet. Yes. The full expression is a perfect mm-hmm. way of putting it. So now you have this incredible flamingo to call upon at any time. You can invite mm-hmm. her to stay with you in your pathway forward. You know, when you're wanting to continue to open up the layers of that fuller expression, call her in in your meditations. And, and of course you could, I, I know you have the ability to tune on this, tune in on this on your own, but it would be fun for you to, to experiment around to to commune with the flamingo and asking like, what does that fuller expression look like and have her work with you and opening that up. I love that so much. I'm going to print out a picture and um, from your book and connect with her. It's one of my favorite pieces of art actually in the book. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And you know, you don't know this, um, but I just think it's funny, the flamingo, because you know, everything is in layers to this. Um, I actually am putting an offer today. We're writing up the contract to a place in Miami. (laughs) 
Oh, so, I had no idea. You did. I know. I didn't. You didn't know that. Um, and I don't know. There's a bidding war going on, and there's also cash offers. So it's like I just leaving it up to the universe. But I think that's very funny. It's in Miami, totally. and then this flamingo comes through. Cool. Yeah, you could actually be able to see your new friend in person a lot if that <laughs> if that deal goes through for you. Cool. I know. I know. That's amazing. So what would you suggest for people? Where do they start? How do they connect with their um, power animal? Mm. Yeah, my most recommended way is to go on a guided shamanic journey with a trusted shaman. And what I mean by that is, um, is to take your time and whether it's an energetic ceremony, which is more of what the the guided journeys are to meet your power animal or soul retrieval or things like that, whether it's an energetic ceremony or a plant medicine ceremony, no matter what type, form, style of shamanic work you're immersing in, take your time and really feel into, especially if you're a bit newer to the path, especially if um, you haven't worked with a shaman before, you know, don't rush into that decision and really make sure you feel in your heart and deep within the bowels of your being and your soul that the shaman um, that you're going to sit with or journey with feels really, truly embodied, that there's someone that walks the talk. Uh, because, you know, there are a lot of spiritual teachers and shamans out there that are quite um, disconnected. They might have genuine gifts in terms of clear connection lines that go up into uh, different cosmos realms, but they don't truly, they haven't really faced themselves or really done any of the um, internal land work that is absolutely vital for a shaman to be in the greatest embodied integrity. So, um, I just always like to give that little mini spiel so that, um, because, you know, there are a lot of dangers and I've seen a lot of results of those dangers of people that, uh, have rushed into a decision. It can be even an example of like their friend or their cousin sat with a shaman and raved about it. And so then they rushed into sitting with that shaman. That shaman may not be the right medicine for you. So even though someone you know might have had or thought they had a positive experience, you still need to find the right aligned um, medicine person for you. And then, yeah, through that journey, uh, you set the intention to call a particular animal forward, whether that's to meet your core power animal, if you've never met them, or like I just did with you to call for the animal that most wants to work with you at this time, which you can do if you pre-order animal power book, you can go to my website, allisoncharles.com backslash animal power. And there's a form, you just put your receipt um, code from your purchase and you'll instantly get emailed a video guided shamanic journey that I facilitate and really safely held space. And we call that power animal for that most wants to work with you. So I definitely recommend that if um, there's not a shaman, you know, near you where you can do an in-person session that, you know, if you don't know someone, um, then yeah, go, go that route and get that free journey that I do. That's beautiful. And I love that you're offering that because that is really adds to the experiential, um, part of this book so that they could really get embodied. Yeah. Yeah. You know, start that relationship and that rapport. And then when the book comes um, with each animal entry, there's also a power practice and that's designed so that you can get like even more deeply connected with them. It's a ritual meditation or ceremony specifically designed for you to, you know, really start to vibe with that animal and, and learn it more deeply. Beautiful. 
So I also wanted to ask you, I know we talked briefly about this before. Um, the book is so beautiful. The graphics are incredible. And actually one of my questions was, you know, because I want to pay reverence to the artists. So who who created this and how did you collaborate with them? Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. It's very important to me too, because it's definitely a co-creative effort. You know, it was the animals who came to me um, a number of years ago. I, I had already started to write a different book and I went to Bali to write the book further. And the animals came to me and said, that's not the book for right now. Nice try, nice idea, but you're mm -hmm. to write a guidebook with us. So I live by the calls, shelved that other idea. And thankfully my literary agents were on board and we switched everything over to animal power. Um, so co-creation between them, me, of course, Great Spirit, Great Mother Earth, and of course, this incredible illustrator. So his name is William Santiago and he's from Brazil. Uh, and very interesting, you know, aspect of this whole co-creative journey is that right upon completing the artwork for Animal Power, uh, he actually passed away and is now, he's transitioned and in the unseen realms and on the other side. And obviously, um, you know, very, very powerful medicine with all of that. And, uh, you know, just adds to, you know, the power that's held within this book. And of course, the responsibility that I feel to honor his legacy, knowing that his very last works of art or these animals, you know, in this earthly incarnation, his very last um, creations are, are held with an animal power. You know, it's a very mm -hmm. rare and unique situation as an author to to be in, to have, to have that news come in that the person, because to me, the who the artist was for this book was the, the most, like top three biggest decisions because... Mm -hmm. For a medicine book like this that's rooted and embodied in shamanism, the artist cannot just be anyone. Right. I mean, it has to be a very particular person. And I am so huge. I preach embodiment, embodiment, embodiment all day, every day. And so I knew the animal illustrations needed to be a true divine embodiment of their teachings and of their attributes and of the messages that I'm providing to him to then tune into to create each animal. And when I first saw William's work, I just knew he was the one. There was that soul yeah. resonance. And yeah. then there was that deeper understanding of the eagle condor prophecy, you know, by me being based up here in the north and he is from Brazil being based in the south. And the eagle and condor prophecy is about the north and south coming together to birth a new earth and, and to raise um, unconditional love and consciousness energies for the planet. I thought, oh my gosh, he and I are to come together to fulfill mm -hmm. this mission in this book. So it was a very deep mission and a very deep soul contract that, oof, God, I feel that yeah. wave again that, um, that William and I shared. And, um, yeah, I definitely moved some through some very, very, very deep guttural uh, grief for a couple of weeks and did a lot of ceremonies and and um, things to honor him. And the day that I found out the news that he passed away, I went outside on the balcony to honor him. And as soon as I went out there and was also tuning into, I wanted to put a, a message to him on the last page of the book. And the timing was wild because literally the next day the book was going off to the printers. So I was able to get this last added page honoring him in there. And as I was out there doing that, this massive hawk flew just over my head. Oh, wow. And I knew it was him. 
Yeah. And, um, you know, the hawk is, is a messenger of great spirit and its main teaching is for us to remember our mission. Mm. <laughs> and so we um, are creating a limited edition poster of his artwork of the hawk to be on it. And there's a little message from me kind of sharing this story and just, again, honoring all the co-creative efforts that went into making this the most powerful medicine book that it could. So yeah, William was one of Brazil's most celebrated artists and it's an honor to have his last works in the book and just want to thank him again. I feel his presence very regularly. So I know he's on the other side supporting this, this book and its legacy as well. Yeah, you can tell um, looking at the book that it was very deliberate mm-hmm. um, and that it was a part of you. It's not just like, oh, you just found this person that's not really connected to this. Like you could feel the rhythm between you two and the the images. And, you know, it's it's so interesting that he passed and which is, it's like, it's almost bringing another layer of that shamanism to this because it's still energy. It's still there. And it's still like he's infusing Absolutely. Into, into the work. Absolutely. I mean, to, uh, you couldn't write it more mm-hmm. appropriately for a shamanic book to, for it to now be the embodiment of the totality yeah. of the allness of the all that is. It represents birth and death and living and dying and being of this world and in the unseen realms and the other worlds. Like he and I, as the author and illustrator, are now functioning in both the places that shamans function in. It's 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 incredible, right? What a, what a contract you two have! Oh my gosh, I know for an even bigger purpose than right. You were probably aware of at the beginning. Absolutely, you know? yeah, and it was such a powerful dance. You know, our communications. Um, yeah, and he didn't even speak English. You know, and so. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, it was just that's incredible. Very, the connection yes, still. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. And I have a couple other questions here that I want to ask. Um, one, I think that I love that you added this to your book about organizations. So, mm-hmm. if you can share with us any of your favorite, I know there was a lot, but any favorite organizations that help and support um, animals in a way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's actually one called um, Cultural Sanctuaries. Um, It's really, really incredible, very trusted. They work um, in preserving an area in South America that still you know, has the most, uh, the, the greatest population of, in, of indigenous peoples and also of biodiversity. And they really work in a very integrity filled way to ensure uh, that the preservation of their traditions and languages and cultures and also of all the other living species, the plants and the animals, um, you know, that the human traditions and the animal and plant traditions and legacies can continue to live on. So cultural sanctuaries is a very, very good trusted one. Um, and then there's also, you know, the, the BOA Foundation is an organization I've worked with for a long time. And they work with uh, different indigenous traditions from all over the world, you know, and, and they tune into what different communities need. And, you know, a lot of these uh, communities don't even have working water. And so, you know, they, you, when you, go to their website, you can see what initiatives they're currently working on and which one speaks to you most, but you can help these uh, 
ancient wisdom keepers who have been so brave and courageous for so many hundreds and thousands of years, like get their first well in their community. I mean, it's really important work. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I know your book lists um, a bunch of other. Yeah. Yeah. A different organizations just, um, you know, cause shamanism. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is the birthright of, of every living being to be able to learn how to work with great mother earth and to work with the unseen realm. So uh, shamanic traditions from all over the world. There's different organizations to support the preservations of that and also different animal organizations too. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, of course. So you said if we had time and I definitely want to make sure we have time for this one. I want to hear about the story with Luke and the deer. Oh, wow. And I also just, I love you two together so much. I, I say it every single time. I just feel like this is literally... I mean, I could tell this was written in the stars. There's no way. There's there's like no way that there's, it's so beautiful. And to see your auras together, I mean, it's unreal. I was in the car when he told me who he was dating. And I literally, he mentioned that I turned around, my jaw dropped. And I think I probably like a car, I'm surprised a car didn't hit us because I just stopped in the middle of the road because I was like, wait a minute. This is so perfect. This is so perfect. I was so happy. (laughs) So cool. Yeah. Thank you for always celebrating us and our union. Always. Always felt that from you. Um, I'm a little cheerleader flamingo. Yeah. I I always, I'm just so excited for everyone. Flapping the pink (laughs) wings. Um, Yeah. 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 Our union is so incredible. So I will try to make it as concise as possible uh, for time purposes. But yeah, so Luke's story, uh, for those who don't know, he um, also has a podcast called The Lifestylist and he's a metaphysical teacher. And I've always seen him as a, a spiritual teacher, but a lot of people know him as this famous biohacker, which I don't really... Of course, I see him in that when all of the gadgets and thousands of supplements and red light (laughs) things sitting right here and all the things in our house, but I've always known him more as a spiritual teacher. So anyways, he was living in LA. I was in New York. He flew to New York many years ago because we were both speaking at a same consciousness event. I think I was there. Was that the- Whitma? um, Yeah, I was there. I was speaking too. Stop. I saw him, but I don't remember seeing you. Yeah, because there was in, a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I was at the it was the one in New York and I was the I was mm-hmm. in the last panel with Sakara okay. Life and um Ian James Daniel and um oh uh Jesse, the founder of um oh anyways, I forget the meditation company that he it's a huge meditation company where tons of people come together. Anyways, I forget. It was an epic panel. But so Luke waited around that day to like, he had heard about me and he wanted to check my vibe. And then once I guess oh. I passed the vibe check, I got the invitation to be on the lifestyle. So I didn't meet him at the event. Um, I met him the next day when we went to a location I was involved in in Manhattan and we sat in this tiny little closet for him to do his interview. <laughs> and funny, two little funny side notes. So I remember when I was promoting that event, I went to see the list of speakers so that I could tag everyone um, in the graphic on Instagram. And I remember when I went to tag him, I specifically tagged him right on my heart center oh. on the graphic. And the weird thing is it wasn't like I went to his website or page and had this right. whole like goo goo gaga moment. It was just like a very fast dialed in, but I was like, he'll, he'll, his tag will go here. And I just kept my life moving. You know, I don't even know that I ever went like back to his Instagram, but I, I remember putting him on my heart center. Mm. Then when we did the interview, his interview with me on Lifestylist, the first time I was on, was the 
first time he ever cried on his own show because he was having a big heart opening. So there was all of that happening. And so there were all of these currents. Now us in hindsight, we can look back and laugh at all these like little dots on the path. But at that time he was celibate and he was celibate for almost two years. I was celibate for almost five full years. So we were not in a place of readiness to understand we were to be together. We still were doing a lot of deep personal work. Mm -hmm. So then where Deer came in is as I was getting in greater and greater readiness to call in my sacred divine partner, because that's part of why the celibacy was happening. I got to a place of high enough self-love, self-honor, respect. I could literally could not share space, space with and definitely could not be physical with anyone who I knew was not in the ability to see my soul in full and to honor me fully. So I just kept being celibate because nobody was up to those standards. Um, same girl, same. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. It yep. gets real, real interesting mm-hmm. the the deeper the path, the deeper mm-hmm. on the path you get. And so um so basically when I was getting in a stronger true place of sovereignty and readiness to be able to have whoever my person was to enter in, I very unexpectedly got called into a plant medicine ceremony. And my path as a shaman um typically does not involve anything other than the energetics of Great Spirit and Great Mother Earth. Those are my primary communication places. Um, and I, I, I've not been a you know plant medicine facilitator other than certain medicines like cacao and, and kana and things like that. But this particular medicine was grandfather medicine, peyote, and I had never had the desire to work with it. But this call came in. Literally, I'd landed at JFK, was heading back to my place in Brooklyn. And two of my closest soul family people uh, called me and I was like tired. It was late. I just wanted to go to bed, didn't pick up. Then they texted me and they're like, hey, we really need to talk to you. Can you FaceTime? I was like, God, this must be an emergency. So I get on with them and they're like, hey, we feel called that you're supposed to come with us to this plant medicine ceremony. And there was a full soul, all body. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'm feeling the resonance. And they're like, pack your bags because we need to go, we need to get in an Uber right now. And I was like, wait, what? And this is very much not like me. I'm a planner. Anyways, the 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 main animal associated with grandfather medicine uh, is Kayumari, and she is the blue deer. And mm-hmm. so it was a lot of her medicine working with me to do those last final deep heart healing, soul healing layers um, to get me in that final chapter place of readiness for Luke and I to get together. And the last little bit of this interesting piece of the story. So I've been working with her when, when called for a number of years. Luke finally after many years of being friends, one of my bi-coastal trips to LA, he tells me for the first time that he had always been attracted to me. I didn't know that. And I was a bit gobsmacked. And he's like, and I'd really like to take you on a date. So our first date, my birthday is on New Year's Day, January 1st. Our first date was on New Year's Eve. And we went to a Kundalini New Year's Eve party, of course. Go figure. I love it. I know. Yeah. My dream. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We were there doing the chants and activating grids and whatever. So (laughs) while they're in between mantras, 
he's like, hey, I wanted to tell you something. I'm going to do your medicine soon. And he referred to it as my medicine because he knows what a sacred reverent relationship I have with peyote. And my first question was, well, who are you sitting with, right? Because it's like, uh, who, who, who's facilitating this? And he said, you know, it's the funniest thing. I ran into a guy that I know. His name is Sanjay. Well, as soon as he said that, I know Sanjay sat with the same teachers that I sat with. And so I knew he was sitting literally with the same facilitators and guides that I had begun sitting with years ago. And he did not know that. Wow. So the deer and grandfather medicine was calling to him even without me needing to do anything at all. So I fly back after our first date, which was really great. FYI, side note. Then, um, I fly back to, to Brooklyn and I checked in with him. I said, Hey, when is that ceremony? Cause I just wanted to hold some space for him. And he said, why do you want to come? And I thought, huh, maybe I do. So I literally had just landed back in Brooklyn. I bought another ticket. <laughs> like two days later, got back on the plane, went back across the country. He and I flew or drove out into the sacred desert together to sit in the ceremony. And they, they had been sold out. There was no room, but I was going to go out there with him anyways and just be in the Airbnb while he went to the ceremony. Mm -hmm. One spot opened up. Of course. And so I ended up being able to go into the ceremony and it was in that ceremony. This was like only our second or third date. We had not even, we had definitely not come close to sleeping together at all. I think all that we had yeah. done is like barely kiss. We had not slept together. We had not even decided yet at that point. We had not had a communication like, oh, we're a couple. We got spiritually married in a teepee during... Oh sacred grandfather medicine ceremony, totally unexpected. So we got married before oh. we slept together. And before we were a couple, we were married. And it's wow. all due to this beautiful deer energy, Kayumari and grandfather medicine facilitating like totally from God goddess. Right. And opening your heart. And I mean, listen, the, the physical is important because we're embodied and to have that experience, but it's so much deeper than that. So this is actually the most beautiful, the way you went about it, it was so beautiful. It was totally like once I leaned into the invitation to mm -hmm. see if we're supposed to shift from friends to something more I, like Luke and I, it's been God goddess. Yeah. Like all yep. the way. We're just trying to keep up with what I see it. I see it. That's why I'm so excited about it because to even yeah. breathe in that energy, it's so potent. It's, it's so potent. It's the most glorious. Like every day, it's just Aww. even right before he left, so I could just have the place to myself for you and I to vibe out. He, he, what did he say to me? Oh, I said, and don't forget, you know, before we go to the springs, I need to do the book opening, like the book unveiling video. And he's, of course, going to take the video for me because he's so supportive. And what did he say? He goes, he goes, of course, honey, I'm, I'm always here from you, for you. I'm your friend. I've, I'm always going to support you. I've got your back. And like, just the way he said that, I was like, I was like naked by my altar. I didn't even have clothes on. And I was just like, I was just like shaking yeah. around. I was nope. like, oh, and he's like, does that make you feel good? I was like, yeah. <laughs> You know, because it's just the best Aww. feeling to have your best friend as your yes. good partner and who really supports you. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like I can tell you two see each other in ways that 
Um, other people don't like, it's like, you really have this deep bond, yeah. which I'm not, it's not for me to say what it is. Cause you're the one in the bond, but I could, from the outside, I could, I could observe that you two have this beautiful bond that runs very deep. It's so deep. So many lifetimes and yeah, we're mm-hmm. very excited to be together and to have a different form of a wedding. Hopefully sometime soon we're like other people that we know are there and it's not strangers in a teepee, you know? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. So. We're oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Thanks for creating a little pocket of space for me to tell it. It's a, it's a little bit of a hard story to, to make super short because it right. runs so many years, but it is a very powerful one. And I just want to say right now we're on video so I can see um, you. And so other people don't know you are glowing. I mean, the yeah. smile coming off your face and your body radiating. I mean, you are glowing as you're telling the story. He's just such a good man. You know, yeah. I mean, I put in so many years of prayers, like 20 yep. plus years of praying, like, and I had a sense, I was like, you know, and I had gotten so deep on the path, I knew it was going to take a very rare kind of man to be able to mm-hmm. hold the kind of space that I knew I needed held. But I was like, okay, Same. there's like 7 billion people out there. I think more than half are men. And so I thought, okay, there's got to be at least two that are healed enough. If I can yep. just tune in <laughs> and hone into one of these two... So it's like I had gotten to a place where I thought if I'm supposed to be alone, I love my own company enough, I I can accept that, but I still Mm -hmm. hold that space if there is someone that can hold that space for me. And sure enough, there he was. So I love that. So beautiful. And yeah, I always tell you, I'm like, just thank you because it's such an example of, you know, I'm I'm very clear on what I want. And um, you know, there's stuff that's happening and that I don't share, but it's like, I, the point is I've been very clear celibate for a while as well, because I, you have to clean out the space yes. from the old and you have to, you have to get very crystal clear with your heart to be that receptor, to bring in that caliber. And it's just when you're called to do that, you're called and you know, and you know, I didn't do this to be like, Oh, I'll be celibate. And then like my guy will come in. It was just like, it was a calling yeah. to come back to my sovereignty because then I can only, it's the only way you can fully connect with the lover. In that way, but you hear this all the time of all these people. Oh, I was it was celibate, I was celibate, and then the, this person walked in, and that's just how it works because we clear out the instrument, we clear out the the distractions. Yeah, you know? there was a lot during that many year celibate time that revealed like different womb healings that I was just given a download of like how to lay on my floor and do a certain thing. Like I was really shown so many different practices and and things, mind, body, spirit, soul that I needed to do to get my vessel into that space uh, that you're talking about. Beautiful. Since we're talking about actually being a vessel of the divine, this is a perfect segue for the question that I ask everyone at the end, because my podcast is called Cosmic Body and we are instruments of the divine. If you were an actual instrument, your body, what would it be and why? Because I love hearing how people can channel that question. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a musical instrument? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Tuning in. Ah, you know what it is? It's a very, and you'll, you know, this instrument, um, but for some, they're like, wait, what? I've never heard that. Or I didn't know, I I don't know what that is, but it's a type of drum called the tabla. I am obsessed. Do you know the tabla? Actually, I don't. Okay. Um, Well, I highly recommend you Google it. And that drum, 
Oh my God. It is like, it's, it's my soul. Mm. Anytime I go to a gathering and, or I see on an invitation that a tabla players are, I'm like, I'm there. Like, I don't even care what the event is. If there's someone playing the tabla, it's, um, it's, it's a particular kind of drum. I believe it originates from India and from what different tabla players have told me, there are some people that attempt to play that kind of drum for years and years and years and can never get the drum to even make a sound. You play mm. it with your hands and your fingers and it it's just incredible. So I am the tabla. <laughs> Beautiful. We're all going to be Googling that right now. Yeah. Or DuckDuckGo, I should say. Yeah, Stay do get, get some videos <laughs> and like really tap into some true ceremonies where that instrument is used. Oh, thank you. And thank you so much. This was so beautiful connecting with you, connecting with the animals. Um, Thank you for being here. And how can people connect with you? Where do they find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. I knew it would be fun. And yeah, you can find me um, on my podcast, Ceremony Circle Podcast, uh, which Danielle will soon be a guest on. So I'm sure we'll have another good conversation where I get to, the tables get to be turned there a bit. I'll get to ask you all the juicy stuff. Uh, my Instagram is at I am Allison Charles. And I do spell my name a bit different. It's A-L-Y-S-O-N. Uh, I am Allison Charles. And then my website, allisoncharles.com. And then for those um, that had the resonance with the book, you can put the backslash animal power. It will take you to the page of my website where you can order it from various uh, bookstores. You can take your pick and then get that free video guided shamanic journey to meet the power animal who most wants to support you right now. I love that. And so you said before October 26th? Yeah, yeah. The book is officially being shipped out from the bookstores um, on October 26th. So in between now and then, get your pre-order on. Oh, beautiful. So I know everyone's going to rush to do that. So thank you again so much. And um, this is just the medicine that everyone needed today. Oh, great. Blessings to everyone and blessings to you and your heart. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Hey fam, I want to thank you again for tuning in and sitting by the fire with us. I have truly poured my whole heart and soul into setting a safe and authentic ceremony space for you in every single Ceremony Circle podcast episode. And as we are now more than 65 episodes in, if any one of these shows has uplifted you, benefited you, inspired you, taught you something new... I would greatly appreciate with all of my heart you taking the 10 seconds it takes to positively rate Ceremony Circle on Apple and Spotify podcasts, and even share a sentence about why you've been enjoying it so much in the reviews. I really believe in the sacred practice of reciprocity, and as I have given so much these last two seasons, I deeply appreciate feeling some love sent back my way so I can keep this valuable, transformational content coming to you for many seasons to come. Much love.